And if you don't have it, it's just because you're not uh, believing the Bible. I'm not talking about that we get our joy or our victory from our circumstances. We get it from what Jesus did. Does anybody in here believe Jesus did anything? He's still trying. Practicing. You know, people, it's amazing how the uh, folks that are not, you know, in the know, the things of God, the terminology they use, they find out you're a Christian, you know, or a believer or a minister or whatever, they'll say, so you're practicing Christianity, you know. Like you're practicing your faith, you're practicing your religion. They use faith in term uh, in in interchangeably with the word religion. You're practicing your religion. I said no, I avoid religion at all costs. Well, then they're confused. Well, I thought you said you are a minister. I am, but I'm not a religion monger, and I'm not practicing anything. Uh, I'm just living and walking in the freedom that Jesus got for us. So we could stop practicing <laughs> and trying to get something to go. Amen. Amen. That's where a lot of people miss it in faith. They keep trying to get something to go, get something to, to do. I'm not trying to do anything. And uh, so people will say, well, Brother Horton, I've been trying and trying. I said, well, the, number one, stop it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> just don't. How about just stop? Don't try to do anything. Don't you try to do anything. You just thank God for what Jesus did. You know, religion of any kind, even if it's word of faith, charismatic religion, (laughs) tries to, the focus is always on ourselves. What we're doing, looking at ourselves. You know, you ever been to church and the pastor gets up and says, let's think about ourselves. I'm thinking that's why we're depressed now. (laughs) Six days a week we look at ourselves. By the end of some services, you know, you want to pass out razor blades. Forget the Kool-Aid. Because <laughs> if I think about myself anymore, I'm going to go to the razor blade, you know. But thank God we don't have to think about ourselves. We think about Jesus. Let's think about Him today. What He did. You need healing? Think about Jesus. You need deliverance? Think about Jesus. You need prosperity? Uh, Touch your God on your finances or whatever. Get your mind on Him and what He did. He's not struggling. There's no recession in heaven. Amen. Nobody's getting lectured on who did what. There's no there's no senatorial or you know congressional hearings in heaven. Praise the Lord. It's all over but the shouting, so to speak. So let's live by heaven's spirit and thought. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to stir yourself up and, uh, and put a smile on your face and tell, your, tell yourself, I'm going to have victory today. Amen? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open with Psalm 37. And uh, we're not going to... That's not... That's not our subject today. But I thought about, you know, (laughs) all that's happening down the street here (laughs) in Foggy Bottom, (laughs) Soggy Bottom. (laughs) Uh, 
you know, and I'm not going to get up and, you know, they say the two things you should never discuss at the dinner table is religion and politics. I don't like either subject much. So I'm not here to be political. I'm not here to choose sides or get, get everybody all stirred up on which side of the issue you're on. Uh, but uh, I will tell you this. Uh, the Bible has something to say to us, I believe, in this day and time. How many believe the Bible? I believe the Bible is, you know, as time goes on, folks think, well, is the, is, is the Bible or is Christianity relevant today? I think it's more relevant now than ever. I think the scriptures are make more sense now than they ever have to me. Amen. You know why they're there, Amen. Amen. And uh, when everything's going just nice and everybody's just kind of coasting along, sometimes you know you read some of these verses and they, well, that's not us really. Thank God we're, you know, we live in such a great nation, and we do. But on the other hand, uh, you know, there's there it's it's interesting times to say the least. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. And Psalm 37 tells us what our, what should our attitude be about it. Well, we need to be involved and all that. Sign up for whatever you want to. Praise the Lord. But Psalm 37 tells us what our heart should be or our attitude. You know, the Bible never encourages us to worry. Never encourages us to fret. Never encourages us to freak out. And panic and frantic. Hallelujah. And uh, so it's a good thing not to panic and frantic, no matter what the evil tidings are. You know, so people are acting like, well, what's going to happen in Washington today? Well, I don't know. But either way, you know, if it's not this, it'll be something else. But I'll tell you something about it. It doesn't matter what is decided. The word is the same. Amen? And we're citizens of heaven first. Well, praise God. Psalm 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. <laughs> Woo! I might fight bees this morning. <laughs> My dad always waved his arm. He said, it's like fighting bees. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass. <laughs> I just thought this was an interesting verse for today. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord. A bunch of onions. Praise the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. So don't worry that you're not going to have enough food to eat. Um, Delight thyself also in the government. And it shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Is that what it says? <laughs> Rob you blind, yeah. Delight thyself in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Let's delight. Let's look at the look at this admonition. Trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Hallelujah! You know when it looks like that everything around you you can't depend on it. That's good. That's a good time for the believer. To go back to these verses and say, I know where I, I don't know who I can trust in, in Washington today or who's going to do what. Everybody's still undecided and flipping around and God knows what. Anyway, 
uh, uh, trust. I, I think some of those guys, if you offered them a donut, they might flip, you know. More donuts for you. Okay, I'm voting. Uh, who's got the best hors d'oeuvres in the back in the green room? I don't know. Trust in the Lord and do good. And then he says, trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Commit to the Lord. Look at these. That, that's a good sermon. I'm getting a new sermon today for the next place. Trust, delight, commit. That'd make a good sermon. You want victory? You want supply? How many want supply? Unless you're, you know, into, into, uh, you know, self destruction or something. You know, est. Remember that in the 70s? Everybody's going to est, which was some sort of uh, psychological therapy group. You could, uh, you could meet. New York was famous for this. You go to est, and he sat in a room in a chair, and everybody shouted insults at you. And you're supposed to feel better at the end of that, you know. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now you know how Sarah Palin feels. Praise God. All right. Trust, delight, and commit. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Praise God. Trust, commit, delight. Well, look at these, look at these, these are instructions. I believe from the Holy Spirit. This is not my sermon. He shall bring forth, this is just a hors d'oeuvre. We serve good ones. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Here's another word. Rest. Wow. I know some, I got some relatives that need this message today. <laughs> I do. I have relatives, believe it or not. I'm not from another planet. Trust, delight, commit, rest. Wow, these are good words, aren't they? And it's all in the same person. Rest in the Lord and wait. There's another word. Wait, rest, wait, shut up. Oh, I added that. Wait patiently for Him. Fret not. Once again, we're encouraged not to fret, not to worry. Wring our hands, bite ourselves, you know. Chew your nails down. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of worry. (laughs) Of peace, the abundance of peace, abundance of peace. How many like that sound of that? Amen. Turn on Fox and CNN today and see if you get any abundance of peace. <laughs> the wicked plotteth, have them going at the same time. You, you might blow the TV, blow a circuit. The wicked, the wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. <laughs> 
For he seeth that his day is coming. Well, we're not going to take more time. You could read, 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 read here. You know, this whole chapter is amazing. And I believe it's a word of encouragement today for the times in which we live. Amen. Don't everybody shout at once. All right. Psalm, I mean, 1 Samuel 30. Praise God. 1 Samuel 30. Amen. Now, I'd like to encourage you, you know, a good habit to get in as a believer is bringing your Bible to church. Amen. Amen. Marking in it. And even though we sometimes put the scriptures on the screen, it's a good thing to, or if you're watching on television, you know, at home or whatever, it's a good thing to get your Bible and to mark the scriptures. Uh, Somebody said, well, that's a holy book. I don't want to mark it. Well, one preacher said, well, then get a paperback version or something that you don't feel is so holy and mark it up or write it down. Amen. Years ago, and you know, sometimes I still do it. Sometimes a certain scripture that I'm standing on for, for my victory in my life, I'll get that and put it on a three by five card, you know. And then I'll just carry it with me in my pocket or I'll put it on the dash of my car or someplace. Remind myself of what the Bible says. We're not here being religious. If you are, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> We're here... We are here uh, dealing with the reality of the Bible. Praise God. Uh, Somebody said, well, I don't want to go to that Word of Faith church or whatever, that style. Because those people don't care. And I I, I got tired of hearing that one day. I finally said, that's right, we don't care. Because the Bible says to be careful for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> they, you know, they used to say, religious saying, Jesus knows and he cares. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care. Because he's already done something about it. Amen. Hallelujah. God doesn't care. God loves. Jesus doesn't care, carry care, worry. What, what are we going to do? If God's worried, we're all in trouble. Somebody said there was a prophecy once. Some, some, some dude stood up in his service and said, You know, thus saith the Lord, don't feel bad that, that you're afraid. Sometimes for even I, the Lord God, gets afraid at times. They actually prophesied that. That's one where they need to hit the, the penalty. You know, I think every church should have a penalty, uh, you know, buzzer. Like a basketball game, you know. You know, the preacher preaches something ridiculous and they hit the... Next! Get a new guy up there, praise the Lord. You found First Samuel yet? Chapter 30? That's in the Old Testament for those of you still searching. All right, verse 1. And it came to... Oh, the title of this message is What to Do on the Worst Day of Your Life. In case you're in the health insurance business today. 
this might really speak to your heart. <laughs> what? what to do on the worst day of your life? You know, uh, boy, I tell you, today people are going through stuff. Well, they always have, but it seems like it's just the heat's been turned up or something, you know. And boy, you know, there, there's some news that you can hear for yourself from the doctor, from an attorney, from an agency or whatever that can, can really, you know, challenge your faith. Amen. Challenge that Psalm 37 that we just read. Challenge your trust in the Lord. And that God is really, have you ever felt like, is God really helping me? Is God really doing something? Am I really, you know, on God's heart? We sang the song, you know, about that. That He's thinking, is He, is He, think, is He mindful? You know, I've had days where He didn't seem so mindful. Hello! God, here I am. I got one nostril above the water line going, coming up for the third time, you know. When you open your mouth to sing praises, salt water goes down your throat. <laughs> I like to deal with like reality. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, it's not always just, you know, isn't it wonderful what the Lord's doing? It's like, well, by faith it is. Sometimes it's by faith that it's wonderful what the Lord's doing. Actually, to be honest, I don't see the Lord anywhere. I mean, so you have days like, has anybody had a day like that? See, now religious people, no, I'm always aware of his presence. You know, it's when people get religious, they grow frog lips, you know. Sappo, you know, No, I'm always aware of I feel his anointing every minute. Yeah, well, you're a liar too. Not only are you religious, but you're a liar. Either that or you're dead. You know, night of the living dead. Uh, you know, there's people who come, Pastor, I need to talk to you. Yes, i got to tell you what I'm going through, man. You know, I'm a word person, I'm a prayer person, I'm a Bible person, woo! I'm a Holy Ghost person, I get Pentecostal Tourette's every now and then, you know, you know, think, you know, uncontrollable jerks and things come on me, foam at the mouth every now and then, uh, and I believe the Bible, and I quote the word, and now all these things have come against me, there's a doctor's diagnosis, and there's a... CPA diagnosis. <laughs> IRS. <laughs> now we're cursing in church. IRS. If you're an agent, don't come after me, please. All's fair in the love and war. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, all these all these things that come come against you, uh, and can come against you in life, and then you go. I need to know what's wrong. I've asked the Lord what's wrong, and I've and I've searched and prayed. And can you help me? I, yes, I have the answer. 
What? I knew you could help me, Brother David, if anybody could help me. What is it? I said, here's your problem. Sit down. It's bad news. Okay. They sit down. What? Eyes bug. What, Uncle Donald? You know. <laughs> I know a guy. He said his, his name was, they called him Cowboy, but his name was actually Huey. And said he had two brothers. They were triplets. I said, don't tell me their names were Dewey and Louie. Absolutely. This is from Texas. All things are possible there. (laughs) Had three brothers, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And then she said, but Dewey died. Well, I have an associate that's with me. He's thinking the ducks, you know. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Dewey died. He goes, Dewey died! That's great! I'm thinking, I'm kicking him under the table. (laughs) What are you doing? He goes, well, we didn't think it was funny that Dewey died. <laughs> you know, okay, whatever. Anyway, I said, sit down. What? I said, here's the bad news. What is it? The bad news is you're alive. That's the bad news. <laughs> Why are all these things happening? Because you're alive. On the, welcome to the planet. <laughs> now, there are people that do not have problems to deal with. They are all dead now. (laughs) You know, little children are afraid of cemeteries. You know, I don't want to go in the cemetery at night. I'm thinking, why not? That's the safest place to be. (laughs) Those people can't hurt you. It's the live people that live with you in your house. They're the ones you need to watch out for. (laughs) Glory to God. Anyway, that's supposed to be a joke. All right. All right, did you find 1 Samuel 30 yet? Three of you. Y'all look on with them. It came to pass, when, this is what to do on the worst day of your life. It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag. That's a bad name for a town. The Ziklag Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, with a name like that, it's easy to smite that place, and burned it with fire. How many believe that's a bad day? When the town is burned with fire, that's a bad day. And had taken the women captives and, uh, that were therein, and slew not any, either great or small, great women or small women, Got to be careful with that great women part. <laughs> but carried them away <laughs> and went on their way. Here's a marriage tip, men. If, you're, if you go shopping with your wife and she ever asks the question, does this skirt make my hips look big? <laughs> Always the answer is the same. No. End of discussion. That's all you need to know about marriage counseling. That's the answer. Don't ask why. Nothing. Here's, well, here's another tip. The next question would be, well, shouldn't I be honest? The same answer. No. (laughs) Okay. 
That's the answer to the marriage counseling questions. Okay. Here's one more marriage counseling tip. Never say these words. Honey, I love you, but there's nothing good that you can put in there. See? The women are amening. If we would just learn. All right. All right. Now, he says, uh, they, 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 the greater small women were carried away. <laughs> and went on their way. So, David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. This, this is not starting out to be a very good day in Ziklag. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. How many see this is getting worse before it's getting better? Not only is the town burnt, they've taken everybody that was left there, technically. The women and the children are taken. David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept. This is number one point here. Wept until they had no more power to weep. That's why I say when something bad happens and you have to cry, just cry it out and get it out of your system because we're going to move on from the crying. There's no need in just whining on and on and on. Because even David there, he did not, you know, sign up for the victim protection program or whatever. Or, or, or you know, start a group. To discuss how bad they felt. He's already thinking revenge. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible is, got, is a book of revenge when it comes to righteous causes. Thank you, Jesus. That went over big. In our touchy-feely, kinder and gentler nation. I'm not sure we got that, but anyway. It's a good, nice idea. Uh, you know, uh, we don't like to think like that, but I tell you, this is, this, well, this is the Old Testament. What, what can I say? But David, I believe he knew the nature and character of God so much that even though he's crying, because it's shocking. That's shocking, isn't it? To have everything burnt to the ground and everybody you love taken hostage. That's not a happy, you know, you don't exactly bake a cupcake for that occasion. It's a bad, how many can agree with me? At least it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. But it notice it says they wept until they had no power to weep. But then they're going to move on. So if you've got to cry, cry, get it over with. And David's two wives. Well, he couldn't have held papers in the assemblies of God. Anyway, David's two wives were, <laughs> that's supposed to be a joke, were taken captives. It's the Old Testament. What can I say? Ahinoam, the Jezreelites. We have to call her names. <laughs> and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. This sounds like Lord of the Rings or something. The Hobbit of Fairfax. The, the, the wife of Neville the Carmelite. I love these names. 
<laughs> Just trying to picture what a nabble of the Carmelite looks like. And, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. Every pastor <laughs> has had this day. <laughs> when things don't work out, let's kill the pastor. <laughs> this is not the way it goes. Things don't work out, let's get rid of the leader. It's his fault. This is the first thing Donald Trump says on every Apprentice show. <laughs> You're the project leader. It's your fault. Stone them. David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But here we go. After the crying, and it's gotten worse for David. Not only as he's lost everything as well, but now he's, his life's in jeopardy. The people are going to turn against him. How could you let this happen? Y'all get anything out of this today? Don't worry, there's an end to this. Uh, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That is probably the, 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 the biggest message here. In the worst day of his life. What's the worst day of your life? See, what's the worst thing that's happened to you? If I'm not careful, people will want to line up and tell me. It doesn't matter. It's the same. Amen? Here. And few people really have experienced anything as dreadful as this. So there are people that have. But not, 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 not so common. But it says here... David in the midst of all this. How many, how many can see? Like, like this is a real story. This isn't, this isn't Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is a real story of something that really happened. Amen? On a certain day. This was reality for these people. And so it's, how many can agree that it's bad? You can see that it's bad. And then it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Boy, that's, that's such a, a, a message to us today, isn't it? That when you get up and you're having a bad day and it's bad news and it's not what you expected, instead of just sitting around crying, they did cry, but then they cried until there was no more power to cry. And then the next thing he did is encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. There, there, that's where your victory is. It's nice when you transition from the weeping and the grieving, it says they were grieved. You got to get out of the weeping. You got to move out of the grieving and over to the encouraging yourself. And say, God is my helper. Whom shall I fear? David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee bring me hither, hither and thither. When was the last time you used that word? The ephod. And Abiathar brought thither, we got hither and thither, the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue? No, that, that's, that's, that's number three. See, number one was, was cried out. Number two was encourage yourself. Number three, the next thing that David did after encouragement, not during grieving, but after he encouraged himself, 
See, because you've got to encourage yourself to get in faith. Amen? You've got to have some expectancy. No need in grieving to the Lord. You've got to go to the Lord in faith. We used to sing the song, Take It to the Lord in Prayer. I'd rather sing, Take It to the Lord in Faith. Amen? Let's go, let's go in faith. Let's go to the Lord saying, Lord, You're my helper. Lord, it looks bad. Lord, it feels bad. Lord, it smells bad. Lord, it seems bad. But You're my helper. You're my helper. I'm trusting in you. See, that will encourage yourself to say that. All right. And he says, and the Bible says in verse 8, David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I'm telling you, in the spirit realm, we have the power to recover all that the devil has stolen. I like that old song, you know, and now it's an old song, an old charismatic song. I, you know, I, I went to the enemy's camp and took back what the devil stole from me. You know, the devil is a thief. He's a liar and a freak. And I'm telling you something about him. He'll come in and he'll try to steal from you. Money, friends, relationships, joy, peace, health, people out of your life, opportunity. And you know, sometimes we just want to sit around and cry and grieve. But uh, praise God for the Word. Uh, what, what's God's attitude? I believe this is God. Say this out loud. My Bible, say that, Bible. is God speaking to me. Now say that in one sentence. My Bible is God speaking to me. Amen. God's talking to me today. Is He talking to you? And so oftentimes, we've had things that got you. We know the devil came in. We know the devil stole from us. We know it wasn't God's will what worked out. But praise God, what's, what does the Lord say do? Well, just bump along. There's a better day a-coming. In the sweet by and by. Little Tourette's there. Uh... No, he says, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake. Them uh, was added by the uh, British. Uh, and <laughs> without fail, recover. Hallelujah, recover. And they added the word all. I think that's all right. Recover all. Took it all. Take it all back. Now, David, not only, I'll give you a, a clue what's coming. David not only did that, recovered all, but he also took some punitive damages on top from the enemy. And that's why I like, I like that part too. The devil tries to steal from you, take your house, take whatever it is. You say, praise God, we claim all that back plus interest on top of it. Well, thank you. Well, anyway, it goes on. We don't have time. They read all that. You know what they ended up doing and finally went in there. And uh, look at uh, verse uh, 8, well, 17. It's just the first part. It says, David smoked them from the twilight until the evening of the next day. And then during this battle, look what happened, the end result. Verse 18. And David recovered some. You can't expect to get it all back, Brother Harton. You know. <laughs> really? Well, David got it all. 
David recovered all. I tell you, we need to maybe even make a list of what we think the devil ever took from us. And say, I'm recovering all this. Or the value of it, or the equivalent of it. Maybe not exactly that particular thing, but the, the value of it, where you feel satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. I'm getting the victory here. David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing... I've underlined this and yellowed it out and put stars and whatever. There was nothing lacking to them. I'm telling that's God's will. Don't act like, well, everybody's going through it. It's a recession. It's what the worst one since 1930. You know, okay, well, if you want to sign up for that, have at it. You can have my part too. I'll tell you what. Have my recession with yours. Maybe three recessions equal a depression. I don't know. But I'm not participating. Thank you, sister. I got one amener. Well, Brother Horton, you just don't know how bad it is in our area and what are the real estate prices and gone. You know, I understand the natural report and I understand we have to deal in the natural and deal with our stuff. I understand that. I'm not like completely an idiot. But on the other hand, uh, you know, we can, in the midst of it, we can declare what the Bible says about us. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting this all the way with the Word. There was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great. Back to the great people. Neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil. Nor any, the Bible is not politically correct. Neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. I love those words. David, I like it because I'm David. David, I got my own chapter here. <laughs> David recovered all. Not some. Not most, not, well, as best as could it be expected under the circumstances. See, see, see that, that kind of talk makes us feel normal. Because that's the way the world around us talks. See? Well, see, and then we want to we be accepted by everybody. And so we come to church and we sing, you know, I've got the victory and we jump up and down and play the tambourines and pom-poms and streamers. And one I was telling Pastor, I was at a meeting one time, and the lady brought two sticks, her worship sticks. I don't know where she ordered these from. But they looked like, uh, they, they sort of glowed in the dark. And I said, she looks like, I said, look, Cherie, she looks like she's parking the 747 in the service, you know. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. We got so many preachers with jets. Maybe she was by faith gonna, you know, sign up to be on the aviation department at one of the big shots guys places. I don't know. But she was out there, you know, just parking the plane the whole service. She got good exercise nonetheless and kept us entertained. God has a purpose for everything. <laughs> Amen. We come to church and we whoop and holler and shout and jerk and foam and fall and over, I've got the victory and God's my source and 
Don't care what the enemy says. And then, the, you know, the next day we're over at the grocery store. And the lady in front of us turns and says, My Lord, if these prices on ground beef keeps going up, I don't know what we're going to do. See? And then you're so tempted to be accepted by her, you've never seen her before and never will again. <laughs> you, you agree with her. You just got through saying, It doesn't matter! God's my source! And then you're at the grocery store and you got your ground beef. It's twice what it was last week. Because we're on the Argentinian, you know, uh, recession, uh, inflation scale. Prices change before you get to the counter. He <laughs> could go to that. If they keep on over here in Foggy Bottom, don't be surprised what they're doing to us. But anyway, you know, we're here. And it is so easy to join that thinking, isn't it? And go, I know, I know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford beef after this. Well, all your whooping and hollering and kicking and foaming and everything that you just did at church just went right out the window, man. You can't say one thing one minute and say something else the next. You just canceled it all out. You're back to zero. That that got some moans going on the service. It says here, David recovered all. Hallelujah. Nothing lacking. Amen. We're not going to confess lack. Verse 20, David took, this is grinding to a halt, David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and he, that, that he took extra. That was punitive damages. He'd have made a good attorney. And said, this is David's spoil. And one more scripture. Look at Isaiah 54. Praise the Lord. How many believe in getting the spoil back from the enemy? You know why we get, you know why we get such, you know why sometimes our results are less than satisfying? Because that's what we settle for. In the court of heaven, we settle out of court for stuff. Okay, I'm gonna be done in two minutes. Now look here. Isaiah 54. Uh, notice verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. One English translation says that the weapon that has the power to destroy thee has not been created yet. I like that. You're talking about a fear remover. If there is no weapon that the enemy has that has the power to destroy you, what would be the fear? Hallelujah. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of the government. If you're a government worker, peace be upon you. We're not afraid of, uh, of any... Bad tidings that would come because our, our trust is in the Lord. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank God this morning for the word. We hear the word and, the, and, and, and hear the word and our faith is built. Thank you, Father, for the truth. Thank you for life. 
Thank you for light in Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. Uh, I'm not dismissing the service. I would appreciate it if you just stay with us a little longer. Um, but if you're here today and you've never, you don't really know what I'm talking about. You just came and you're hungry for, for God. You're hungry for change in your life. And you know you need forgiveness. You know you need mercy. You need something. But you've uh, never made Jesus the Lord of your life. God so loved you and cared about you. He doesn't want you to be condemned. He doesn't want you to go to hell. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave Jesus, His only Son, to come to the earth and to to die on a cross, shed His blood. He was buried, left for dead, but after, on the third day, God raised Him from the dead. And He lives today. He wants to be your Lord, your Savior, make you a child of God. If you're here today, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you'd like to pray that prayer this morning, to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Make me a child of God today. Forgive all my sin. And in fact, go further than that and justify me as if I had never sinned. And that, that's, that's your prayer. That's your heart. You'd like to pray that prayer. Would you raise your hand? Is there anyone here today that would like to pray that prayer? And I'm looking slowly and carefully to make sure I don't miss your hand. Is there anyone? I'll wait just another moment longer. Is there anyone that, that you haven't prayed that prayer and that's the prayer you'd like to pray today? Is there anyone like that? All right. No hands were raised. So I'll tell you what let's do. I want to pray for your healing. If you, uh, every, uh, if you, everyone, uh, let's just do it this way. Everyone stand right there where you are. Just stand up. This won't take but a minute. We have great results with this. Tonight we'll do something a little different. But for the sake of time, if you, uh, if you need healing, if you have sickness in your body at all, put your hand where you're suffering. Just put your own hand. If you have a pain, if you have a problem. And I'm going to pray for you. And then you let your faith go to God. And Jesus will touch you right where you're standing. You receive your healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person standing here. I thank you for touching them, for healing them. In the name of Jesus, I command every sickness and every disease that's represented here today. To go from the people now in Jesus' name. Be healed and be whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, and lame legs to walk. I command cancers and tumors and pain and symptoms and suffering to go and leave their bodies now in Jesus' name. Be healed and be whole. Praise the Lord. Now lift your hands in faith and thank God for His healing touch, for His healing power. In Jesus' name, and receive your blessing. Pastor, praise the Lord. Okay. You may be seated.